I'm Mike. I'm Dave. I'm Scott. And this is Between the Lines. And we're back. Scott. With Scott. Scott. Eventually, yeah. yeah. With Scott. Here I am. We have we have a new member to Between the Lines. <laughs> he rose from the dead. He's he's feeling much better now. I was, um, yeah, I was... I was we we was stopped poisoning his soup. It was not good. And, <laughs> and now he can join us again. I'd have been the one poisoning your soup. I guess. Uh, for the last couple episodes, we had touched on um, the Uyghur genocide in China and... Um, Scott had talked about that on previous episodes, so his opinion, I'm sure, has not changed. You're still against it, I'm sure? Yes, I'm against the killing of the weaker people. Okay, so there, we don't need to recap Just that to very be, much. put that right on the record. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think that you had changed your opinion on that um, on that at all. But I I'm not, to... I can't even condone the killing of other Turkish Muslim minorities oh, wow. in China. See? I'm fully against any, fully against... Or, or whether it's Muslims or Turkish or any combination thereof. Gen- just against genocide in general. Is, I guess you could say that, yeah, really, yeah, I mean, when really, it boils right down. It boils down to No it, matter what direction you look. I've, I've been racking my brain trying to think of a population that I would be okay. And I haven't come up with one yet. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so, so that hasn't changed much. Um, but uh, I encourage everyone to, um, to uh, check out those last couple episodes and... Uh, just look at, into what you can do locally and nationally to affect the lives of those in trouble over there. I hear that blowing people up on Twitter has done wonders in the past. <laughs> yeah, if you um, contact your congresspeople and, and write letters, um, sometimes that works. Um, give them, but the, honestly, what I've found is the best way to get their attention is to constantly call their office um, and leave messages and, and bug, their, bug their secretaries, and eventually they will call you back you you sound like you have some experience i've done this i've done this before okay um and then you can actually get your legislature on the phone and uh and talk to them in person um so in today's episode um we're gonna go uh, a little bit to the left uh from that a little bit um not politically but uh just taking a turn um we're gonna be talking about uh vaccine passports um, and uh, how they could affect us uh, here in the um, in the near future. Uh, to follow us on Facebook, you can find us at PA Between the Lines. You can find us on Twitter at the BTL Podcast. You can follow us on our website at the btlpodcast.com. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You name it. There's a podcast platform. You can find us there. Uh, just search uh, either by my name, Michael Clayton, or Between the Lines, and you'll be able to find us that way. Um, also, you can send us snail mail. We now have a P.O. box. You can find us uh, addressed, P, uh, addressed to Between the Lines at P.O. Box 221, Muncie, Pennsylvania, 17756. Um, so again, today we're going to be talking a little bit about um, the, uh, the COVID vaccine and the vaccine passports. Um, I think that before we get into the actual episode, uh, while we're still doing the intro here, it's probably a good preface to um, kind of preface with the fact that we're not anti-vax at all. 
Um, we're not against vaccines in the slightest. Um, I've had all my vaccines as a child. Uh, my son has had all his vaccines. Um, this episode is not against vaccines or anything thereof. Um, this is more of a commentary on requiring passports um, after having had the, pass the, the vaccine or not having had the vaccine um, and not so much a commentary on the vaccine itself. Uh, do you guys agree? Yeah, it's, it's really yeah. more about the precedent than yes. anything. Yeah, the but, precedent. But I also so. believe there's a lot of things that kind of underline and underpin the whole idea behind why vaccinations. Oh, my. Yeah. There is a cat. Cats exist. <laughs> In yeah. the world of Egyptians. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, so we just, I just wanted to make sure that, that, that we're not going to get um, blown up on, I mean, honestly, we could use the publicity, so if we do get blown up on No, Twitter, I'm against all vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> vaccines turn my children into retards <laughs> and okay <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so at any rate i just wanted to preface with that um we're gonna take a quick break um and we'll get back into the podcast um again just to run down all the places you can find us at facebook at pa between the lines find us on twitter at the btl podcast you can follow us on our website at the btl podcast.com and you can now send us a letter at P.O. Box 221, Muncie, Pennsylvania, 17756. Quick break, and we'll be right back on Between the Lines. And we're back. Hey. So before the break, uh, we were just talking about how... Um, we were going to be talking about vaccine passports and um, essentially the ramifications thereof. Um, so, Dave, uh, you were saying uh, while we were on break that there are uh, a few countries that have already implemented this. Yeah, zooming out uh, so that we can zoom in eventually on what's going on in the U.S. Uh, basically, since this article came out on uh, March 8th, or actually it was speaking about something that happened on March 8th, China launched its domestic vaccine passport uh, which shows uh, Chinese citizens' vaccination status China. and various yeah. test results. Um, believe it or not, actually, Israel has implemented something equivalent to it. I don't have all the details on what they're currently using. I could not imagine two countries on polar opposite sides of the political spectrum. Doing the same exact thing. To some degree. Now, when China does it, I hate it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. When China does does anything... When China does China. anything, China. When China does anything, I hate it. It's basically like putting, uh, you know, how some people feel if you had a candy bar called Donald Trump. <laughs> Would you eat it? Yeah, I've been I've been referring to him as forty five. Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed I've gotten a lot less. There's a lot less of a reaction if you call him forty five than if you call well, him Trump. Probably people just don't. Not as many people. They're not going to think about that. They're not going to. They'll see that, and the people who have already made that connection that to to refer to him that way would get it. A lot of people don't. Yeah. Um, so I talk about him like as forty five, and I'm like, oh, well, when forty five did it, you know, it wasn't such a big deal. And then I can actually, I've actually had a couple of decent conversations when I reference re reference him like that. Whereas if I were to say, oh, well, you know, when Trump did it. So is that what we'll have to do? We'll just, going forward, we'll refer to him as our 45th president? Yeah. Just refer to him. 46? Yeah. And then... And 44. Then, 
46. Which what? Give, I want my number. What's my number? <laughs> yeah. How can we refer to me? You are Scott. No. Yes. That's not a number. What's the numeric <laughs> value of Scott? Well, I let's have put no it, idea. Do we have a binary trans? You are 101101101. Yes. I have no idea. Score. But at any rate, yeah. what, what uh, you said, China, Israel. Um, China. Already. China. Has already. Um, Sorry, I had to prime the pump on that one. <laughs> yes. Um, so China's already done it. Israel's already implemented uh, something similar. Um, and this is essentially uh, a card yeah. that they that you carry. Saying, well, actually, uh, in the China's uh, program, what they're utilizing is the WeChat platform, with the, which oh, is yeah. a social media platform. That's their Twitter? So it's actually a I QR. I think it's uh, generating a QR code that they can uh, scan uh, at various. And it's being utilized already for domestic travel. Mm. Not simply traveling outside oh, of the US. Oh, so that just identifies the person. Mm. And then there's some other record that links to them saying they got their vaccine. Yeah, I'm reading it here. The WeChat program and other Chinese smartphone apps include an encrypted QR code that allows authorities to obtain a traveler's health information. And it tracks mm. location. Ooh. It produces a color code of green, yellow, or red to indicate the likelihood of their having the virus. And whether or not the person can walk around freely. Yeah, I don't like that. So, I mean, that's wow. that by itself. So that's China's version. China, that's China's incredibly invasive do you know privacy how, stripping. Do you know how a few minutes ago we were going passport. from top down trying to figure out our sound? Yes. So that's what China does. China goes from top and stays at top. The rest of yeah. us, you know, slowly. Yeah, they, they, they go full extreme and then see, see to explain. They sort of. Tr they sort of back away from it then like yeah if we if we loosen up a little bit what happens yeah right? and then they never but they but then they never loosen up is See, the difference. yeah they just <laughs> they just keep going have pedal you ever, to the metal have you ever over fastened a screw exactly that, that's china's uh, policy is over fastening are you saying the... that the chinese population is being stripped oh china of all their freedoms china bazinga <laughs> bazinga Yes. Oh, now we're going to a big bang. Yeah, you can't you can't strip something that doesn't exist. Yeah, it's like throwing turpentine at a bare wall. <laughs> <laughs> they can't lose any more freedoms. That's true. Uh, you, you're right. You can't. Although this, this QR code will tell us whether or not you're allowed to breathe freely. Although they can lose uh, the illusion of freedom that they have. Can't they? I mean, who gave it to them? Yeah. The glorious Chinese, leader. Yeah. The the glorious supreme the leader. Supreme. Who you said Supreme just recently President elected Xi. himself to uh, life, life forever. He's president Coincidentally, for life. Putin's done the same thing. Yep. Putin is now president for life. Isn't Can he that... have a better name than Putin? Putin. <laughs> well, Vladimir. I just, Vladimir. That's, Putin. Better. that's better. I just giggled. That, just, that sounds Russian. Like, you... <laughs> well, I believe that's the idea. <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, given that he, I get that, but like I'm saying, like he's quite Russian. What's you that website? Get... Russian baby names most popular or something? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't even. <laughs> Probably Vladimir in in, and uh, in Soviet Russia, government names you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's quite possible. That's not, that's <laughs> that's not, not quite, too far that's from not the quite truth. Quite how it works. <laughs> no. Um, At any rate, um, names do work. So, how does it work sure. in Israel then? I guess. I guess. Yeah. That's, so, what's that's Isra the kind Israel? Of the so we so we found China's horrible. As yeah. always, and as China I said, lives two, up to the... so let's see how these two states on completely opposite sides of the political spectrum. One 
entirely, almost entirely collectivist, and the other Israel being almost entirely. Well, Israel is a little bit collectivist. They have been in recent years. Yeah. Uh, they, they really were individualistic yeah. for a very long time. They've gone a little bit more uh, collective since to the some, bombings. I, I, would, I would think that given that the entire idea is about the, the Jewish community. Yes. You know. Yeah. Everything that they fight and stand for. That I'm they would just... be collectivist to some degree, you would think. We in the West, though, we have nothing to stand for. No. <laughs> as a collective. No, everything is individualistic yeah. here. Um, as, as well as it should be. I mean, there should be I don't be know a that it of, should be as much as it is. There should be a sense because of community, people, but... People just don't give a shit. There's too much, I feel like, too much dog-eat-dog, dog, but we're really getting off topic. All right. So and, what's, uh, what's Israel's... Uh, their, their actual platform is just simply a document that gets downloaded to the person's phone. So, so very just, minimal. Yeah. So it's not connected to, you know, all their past marriages and no. any debts that they owe. They're not going to inject you with an RF it's chip. Whether or not they bought alcohol last Wednesday when they had work the next day. and Yeah, it says the Green Pass is authorized by Israel's Ministry of Health. It can be a physical document or downloaded to a person's phone. Yeah, so it's my car insurance. Yeah. It's a That's proof not, of insurance. not saying it's great, but it's, um, yeah. it's a little bit more... Yeah. Now, from a data point of view, China's like China's yeah. what China's doing is a data analyst wet dream because you've got one ID number that's connected to all this different yeah. stuff. Whereas well, they have that social score. Yeah, they have social credit. So they have the infrastructure to do something like that, to just have a code that tells the authorities everything they need to know about yeah. you, well, which they're 1984 on steroids. Oh yeah, China. way above and beyond. Whereas Israel, what that sounds like is more like what we do in the US, which is totally unrelated, completely disconnected systems that different parts of the government can't even when we they're not even to allowed to talk to each other. Like your car insurance, the they can't yes, mandate when, that you have now, it, but you need to prove that you have it when you get pulled over. That's more that's more of a burden on the individual to keep all of those documents you know, in check and organized, sure. but it shouldn't probably be the government's responsibility. But anyway. Yeah, so zooming out a little further from a world perspective, just on the holistic UN uh, and the then going to the World Health Organization, the WHO, not to be confused with the uh, 1960s, 1970s band. Um, I wish I had Bob O'Reilly queued up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was long. I don't even remember that. But uh, basically, they uh, Dr. Hans Kluge, uh, who's one of the... Dr. Whom? One of the leads. Dr. Dr. Hans Kluge. It sounds like a... Spell it. K-L-U-G-E, Kluge. 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 That's a very That's German individual. dirty. Is it, is it not Kluge? I'm pronouncing it Kluge. You say it might tomato. Be Kluge. Kluge. You say Hans Kluge. Hans Kluge. Hans Kluge. You say tomato. I say go fuck yourself. But, <laughs> but uh, anyway, sorry people. I used French there. Yeah, but um, hey, we're not. We're an explicit. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. Um, but uh, Doctor Hans Kluge or Kluge, Kluge. or Kluge. 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 Um, Kluge. Kluge. Okay, that's enough. We're being racist against Sorry. German people at this point. He actually, uh, he, they had a breath. Or, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to save that comment. <laughs> I think a, Germans have earned it. Yeah. yeah at this point, uh, this was actually from March uh, the 18th, so this is fairly recent. So basically, there was a press briefing in which he uh, 
said that passports should not be a requirement for a number of reasons, and uh, there's a whole laundry list of them, but he basically said uh, one of them being is ethical and scientific reasons. The big scientific reason that they posted was simply for the fact that they cannot, at this point, um, confirm that a person who's been vaccinated will not get sick again. So that being the case, it would be unethical to require you know or yeah. restrict somebody's right of movement for something that cannot be confirmed or denied or controlled even yeah. you know what are they exactly. and, and so what is it's a you are you are affirming that having gotten a vaccine will absolutely be meaningful sure that you're affirming that maybe yeah. not correctly and the other part i mean it's just all you're saying is that you've gotten a vaccine right yes what is that what is that supposed to imply it, I think that they're trying to imply a whole lot more with a document than than really well, can just be, and that's what he's saying. Kind of feeding, uh, not uh, not to jump too far ahead, but just kind of feeds into that statement that he made um, with regards to the comparison that they were recently making in the U.S. between Florida and California. You know, with regards to the eighty-seven hundred cases per a hundred thousand versus the eighty-nine hundred cases per a hundred thousand, versus Florida and California being California being the more restrictive of the states in terms of and the numbers are basically the, the same. numbers are basically the same yeah. but the interesting about it it is a complex it in in all truth it is a complicated analogy because you do have different builds of individuals you know they were kind of they were making the claim that you know in california you have homelessness you know on a higher yeah. level than other places yeah. so there are some factors there that really aren't taken into consideration but not to get too far off of what i was trying to go after here is that the one uh, doctor uh, that was making being interviewed over this actually made the comment that we only have about 14 to 16 months of experience with this virus. You know, how can we say determinately, you know, what one thing is or not? So that being said, you know, <laughs> you know, they, the, the, the whole case of the article was with regards you can't compare. You can't make COVID a red versus blue type of argument because it's it's health. It, yes. You know, it, right. It's it's. It's not something that affects a blue voter versus a red voter versus a gold voter versus any type of yeah, voter differently yeah. than does, any other. COVID does not care who you voted for. Exactly. And, and it, this is that. a health issue, not a political issue. And that, I think that a lot of missteps were made. You know, Trump could have done better probably not to have said anything, but he said things. And then people took stances against just because they didn't like him. Yeah, if he would, I, I will concede. And vice versa. I will concede sure. as a Donald Trump supporter that he probably should have let his experts make make the comments Maybe, about yeah, and then yeah speak for him on those issues because simply because there are people that are going to say oh well Donald Trump said it so I'm not doing I'll that. I'll be honest though it's that there were a lot of people that are still working hand in hand with the current administration in that regards one of them should have never been Fauci to yeah. begin with. I mean, I get that he has he, experience. He, he keeps he's a celebrity. He's a he celebrity. Keeps going back and forth on what he's on on whether he you know he didn't recommend masks at first, and then he did, and then, then he, he did. said they're useless, and then he said wear them, and then he said they probably don't do anything. Then they said then he's wear two. And no, then, what and then yeah, then at one point within a month they said don't wear one, it doesn't matter, and then wear two. Yeah. But at the same time, bizarrely, not not to be unfair, is that you know we understand that in the world of health things can change very dramatically, very yeah. quickly. I mean, one of the big concerns from the outset of the the whole epidemic was basically this idea is that it could migrate or it could 
um, transform, I guess, for lack of a better word, into something else, like mutate, a, a mutate into yeah. a stronger strain that, you know. Yeah, things change Things change quite often, quite rapidly, because we're dealing with the natural world, you know, it's, it's we don't, we, there's no, there's very little we can do to predict a virus and the ways that it will change or affect us yeah. and how to be, but ethically speaking, if you, if you don't know, especially as a scientist, yeah. if you don't, if you're not sure beyond yeah, any reasonable doubt, you don't say anything. You say, we don't know. And you have to have the courage to, to, to say that because yeah. you, you're responsible for saying that. I think if you he, tell people, well, if you make recommendations that are not sound and based on evidence and people end up hurt or otherwise damaged because of that, then that blood is still on your well, hands the play as devil's, doctor. Well, the play devil's advocate, if you're in the military, one of the things that they teach your, the leadership is that you pick a decision, you pick a choice, you pick a direction, and you move with it. And, you know, it. that's the thing is that, and I get it's a little bit different here because we're not on the shores of Normandy, you know, and there's our enemy right uh, in front of us. Our enemies, you know. Yeah, but the way they've been treating it is a war on COVID. The war they, on they've COVID. absolutely exactly. been invoking everything, military language. Everything's so, a war on yeah, this the war and a war on, on that. The, the, I mean, we could talk about the least successful war ever. War and I'm glad brothers. you said yeah. that because that's kind of it's kind of what I was trying to get at is that essentially, you know, they're picking they're 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 very definitively picking directions, but we um we uh you know we can see that there's a lot of flip-flopping like you said with regards to what their what their you know what their recommendations are to the general populace but back to the original topic i mean we were talking about um you know just with regards to how the who has made a very plain jane in their your face statement that you know we don't feel that it's ethical and for scientific reasons and then they started introducing some other things because one of the things that was brought up with regards to vaccine passports is of course it's going to be digital that's of course the most easy way to you know get a, a digital passport into people's hands is through smartphones so they felt that it would increase inequalities because the number of people that actually don't have cell phones so so print a document for those people. Exactly. Yeah, there's exactly. there's got to be. Why do we have? See, that's faulty logic. That's it. How is it exactly creating inequality or inequity? To you know, if you have a smartphone, we'll give it to you this way. If you don't, we'll give it to you this way. It was a bullet point in and light the, of what's and, going on. And the cop who's looking at it, just give me, show yeah. me your documents, and whichever form you hand him is fine. So what does that matter? Well, I think it's a bullet point in light of what's going on in our society right now. Oh, I think, for sure. I think it was just a save your ass type of statement. It's a political... Yeah. yeah exactly. CYA, and back definitely. to what we started saying, this should not be a political... This right. Should, this should not get, be governed get it. by... If, you, if your goal is to do it as optimally as possible, take, advantages, take advantage of the advantages people have. If somebody has a smartphone and it's better... We all agree that that's the quickest, fastest, best way... Not doing it that way would be punishing people who have smartphones for not being poor yeah. yes. enough to not be able to afford one. And that just punish. I mean, you're you're. And these are these are all, uh, you know, I'm obviously going to be the no vaccine passport cards whatsoever yeah. guy. Yeah, that's going to be point, the, the whole point sort of becomes moot because to some degree, I think e each of the three of us are against it. Yeah, we're yeah. we're a no no if, passports. If I had to pick a version, I prefer Israel's over China's. Yes. 
definitely. So the only exception I, I can, I, you know, of course, I was trying to do some research on this, and I've come up uh, shy on some of the areas. I was actually trying to figure out, you know, what they've used in past epidemics, like during the smallpox breakout, during polio, you know, in order to ensure, you know, that people were um, vaccinated. Because uh, if you go back to 1905, 1905, there was a Supreme Court ruling, Mass, uh, Jacobson versus Massachusetts, in which they ruled that uh, the one of the primary responsibilities of government in terms of its police powers is in order to protect the public health. And in this specific instance, uh, Jacobson was a pastor um, whose son and he both had vaccinations and they had made claim that as a result of the vaccinations, they were their health was damaged and their uh, inexorably or whatever the you know the term is there but um none the nonetheless the ruling in that case stated that the state being the government uh had the right to force vaccinations in those instances in in the protection of public health however that's been kind of diluted in the last couple of years it's been diluted diluted i would say in the past 20 years and it started with the with the and i'm going to i'm going to go back on my own previous um, opinion on this. Thank fire. God for those soccer moms that didn't want to allow their kids to get vaccinations because of the the fake threat of autism uh, that that came through, um, where autism was falsely linked to certain vaccines, MMR vaccines, mm-hmm. and things like that. Sure. So thank God for those people because they set a precedent that the government can't force you to get these vaccines and have your kids attend school. And all those other things because of the because of the court rulings, they actually went to court in most of these cases and had the courts determine that they they could not be forced to vaccinate their kids to send them to public school because of them. That sets a precedent that we don't have to give this vaccine that has no. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand. Yeah, I I agree with that precedent. I disagree with the stupid people who don't get vaccines because of stupid reasons that aren't real, sure. or scientifically based. I think that they should get their kids vaccinated. But I also believe that if should the government be evil, you know, hypothetically, and come out with some thing they call a vaccine that's actually chemical castration or something, sure, that they can't mandate that people get injected with something that they don't think that they ought to be i i agree with that but i just think that the that these people refusing to get a vaccine in the instances they've done it it's never been poison i I, it's just been a wholeheartedly agree with that but i also i also wholeheartedly agree with the fact that a person should 100 percent have the autonomy to decide whether or not they put something in their body. Yes, two, 2000, absolutely. Whether to, it's a vaccine or not. To your point, Mike, actually, 2010, 2011, uh, the first family to receive an, uh, a vaccine autism court award, it was uh, nine-year-old Hannah Poling. Uh, basically, in this instance, uh, they the parents were doing their due diligence, took their, their child for, uh, you know, the typical, you know, vaccination run-through, and basically she was vaccinated... For nine different diseases in one sitting. Ooh. Oh, so here's here's the no, list. That's malpractice. That's, absolutely, that's malpractice. Measles, mumps, rubella, polio, varicella, uh, diphtheria, uh, pertussis, which I'm not even sure. Pertussis. Pertussis. Uh, uh, whooping cough. Whooping cough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
uh, tetanus and also uh, a version of influenza. So all at once. And as a result of that, she developed high fevers, and they well, linked- yeah. Oh my of god! Of course, you just gave this well, woman. Well, I mean, you can this, do they, this child. They commonly do four of those. That's a Tdap. Yeah, you get like your measles, mum, measles, mumps, rubella, all in yeah, one shot. That's one, and then um, Tdap is uh, tuberculosis, diphtheria. I don't remember the A. Pertussis is the P. I don't remember what the yeah. A stands for. But yeah. that's four of them. Yep. But those are proven to not interact with one another. And exactly. They don't, they don't cause problems. It's a very mild vaccine. And, and also, yeah. am, I, am I not but mistaken? You're you supposed get them to, like six months apart. That's what I'm saying. There's yeah. supposed to be stages. Like you get yeah. some of them when you're a child, and then you get wonder, more of them again, boosters, when you're I wonder like if there teenager. was some reason that they hadn't, and she was behind, and the hospital staff maybe clerical errors scheduled them all for the same day or and nobody caught it i don't, I don't know but that's... i wonder about the circumstance one way or the other that was not that little girl was not being served properly, properly. no yeah. i think what this i think what this opens the door about is with you remember when they started talking about the pfizer and moderna um uh, vaccines coming out on the horizon is one of the first things that they came out about is that they had exclusions with regards to tort uh, you couldn't mm. sue any mm. of the manufacturers. Yeah, that's true. That's that, true. That right there should be a red flag. Absolutely. That, that reminds yeah. me of when I lived in Philadelphia and our stupid mayor decided <laughs> that in order to save the, the people money on car insurance is that they came to a deal that people could now sign up for no tort uh, insurance. Yeah, that's great because, ha- no. you know, you know, those instances when the insurance company really wants to pay for your uh, yeah. damages and, you know, the liability that uh, the other offending well, party the, the won't pay for. The insurance company never thinks of their own interests. So basically, you no, just... No, they're not in... They didn't start an insurance not, company like to it's make a, money. It's not like it's a business. They're trying oh, to yeah. help everyone, <laughs> altruistically. But my point, you know, I know insurance is a, is a smaller subject with regards to this, but to basically negate any kind of responsibility on the part of the manufacturers of this, given the fact... now. Going back to what I said before, where the WHO representative made the statement that we only have about 14 to 16 months of experience with regards to this and with the heavy push. Now, look about it in context of the huge push politically they put on number 45, as you put it, uh, with regards to the warp speed initiative. And, you know, there's now that people are being a little more balanced in their look outlook, they're saying, you know, well, they actually did a good job with regards to getting a lot of these manufacturers on the move and producing um, producing vaccines. But at the same time, going again back to that statement, 14 to 16 months of experience. I wonder, and I didn't look at this in relation to the other epidemics, how much experience, how much time had we had between the outbreaks and the actual administration of these these vaccinations? Things moved much slower back then. Yeah. Um, I think the best example, because... The best example, in my opinion, would be Spanish flu in the early 1900s because we had modern medicine, um, relatively modern, med- not, degree, not, yeah. not modern medicine that we have nowadays. But all of the techniques that we use today were around then. We've just improved upon them. Our, our medical technology has gotten better, but the actual procedures and processes are relatively th- the same. I think we are merely more efficient. Yes, essentially. essentially. I mean, I we, have, we have a lot of newer... Not knowledge, obviously. I agree. For the most part, it's all the same. I agree with that, but I'm just trying to make the statement is that how much time is required within the scope of testing? Like, what is, 
what 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 uh, what qualifies uh, well tested versus under tested? That's a good point because did we is there not a precedent with the, all of these current vaccines that we have that there is a lot less testing strictly in the, in the interest of getting it out there to the public sure. faster, and that is where the that is where you're limited to no liability comes in because these companies know that they haven't tested it thoroughly to meet standards you know pre-covid standards of how much test testing they would do on vaccines so now devil's advocate here what maybe maybe this is all just a cya kind of situation where the companies in question uh, would not even attempt to do the vaccine in such a fast pace without some sort of protection uh, like, look, if, if we if we do this fast and we get this out there and we get something wrong, we're going to get sued, you know, and, and that's that's the comp- that's the drug companies talking to 45 when he's telling them to hurry up yeah. and get this thing out there. Look, and then 45 says, well, what if we make it so you can't get sued? Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. But at the same time, what's the consequence to human life? I mean, oh, yeah. but, it, but it's a balancing act. I mean, you have yeah. on the one hand, if you do no vaccine, what's the consequence of that? And then if you take t- or take too long, essentially the same no vaccine or too long, a lot of people die or are well, permanently not. damaged by this virus. But on the other hand, you get it out too quickly. Are you cr- are you putting something out there that is going to cause damage? I mean, we have no idea the especially the, the messenger RNA based vaccine vaccines. We have no idea what the implications of that are going to be. Or the long-term we've, we've effects. N- exactly, because we've never... So two, three years from now, how do we know people aren't just going to start growing extra arms? I mean, well, obviously, that was, that's that's a dramatic... That's an, an extreme That's an extreme example, but we that's yeah. it. That's just it. We have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. You make, it's totally unprecedented. We've you make never a joke. made vaccines like You make that. a joke, and people make funny... There's funny things on Facebook about how... I think this is completely real. Ten years from now, there's going to be late-night commercials on... Were you given a were you given yes. a COVID vaccine? Are you are yeah. you been a for you, Metzger Wickersham? You are now yeah. entitled to yeah to class exactly. Action. You're going to see exactly. that. And t- that's 100 percent what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I actually have a little bit Five of experience in this field because I, I actually worked as a medical malpractice paralegal for oh about boy. three years. So we one of the in the ground experience here, <laughs> yeah. but nonetheless, I mean, one of the cases that one of the firms that I worked for. Um, they actually, because it was a big class action suit, was Fenfen, the uh, drug uh, that they used for weight loss and such. Where are they based? Where's the law firm based? No, where's the, the Fenfen, the company? You don't know. I don't, don't remember. Do you know? No, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I just, I thought <laughs> I was you just were, curious. I, I don't, I'd have to look. I actually wasn't even a part of that, that work. I just remember that the, uh, the firm that I worked for had some of the, um, some ha- had, had some of the work with relation to the Fenfen class action suits, but you know, just I mean, going the ACLU actually, um, there was an interesting uh, interview with one of the reps from the ACLU that was talking about that. You know, just going back to the whole question of vaccine passports, uh, and this is kind of zooming out from the world view now to the more local view with regards to the U.S. Is that they just. He's one of the most practical points that he made is that so you're essentially requesting that we create this system from ground up that by the time it's ready to be implemented, we would have spent all this money. And by that point, chances are herd immunity 
will already be a thing because of the number of people that have been voluntarily vaccinated. Um, You know, now it will be downgraded to just your standard influenza cycles. Well, I'm a I'm a pretty logical person, and the way that Scott put it is is you're 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 at a point where people are going to have to logically look at this, and from for me. Is, is this vaccine worth the risk? And for me as a 37-year-old, relatively healthy person with no underlying conditions, no heart problems, no lung problems, it looks to me like the better idea for me personally would be to not risk the vaccine and take my risk with COVID. Um, but that's just, that's my personal, the way I weigh the options. So my thought is, is if there's other people out there that don't want to take this vaccine because of, I don't know what this is going to do in 10 years, 15 years, 20 yeah. years from now. Those people should not be punished um, and barred from society, uh, in essence, because they they don't want to. And maybe I'm biased because that's me and I don't want to get excluded from being able to go to the, a restaurant if I want because I don't have my, my traveling papers with me. Yeah, where we are kind of asserting that this is, that it's... That it's necessarily a good thing to give people this vaccine, and that there's not, gonna, and that having having had the vaccine, you're more safe than somebody who didn't get it. If you're high honestly, risk and you want to risk it, well, yeah, I, go ahead and get it. If you're if you're 70 yeah, years old and you have exactly. lung problems and you're and you are legitimately worried, get your vaccine. Yeah. I'm I would never tell somebody don't do it, but yeah. mandating it is wrong. Everything should be down to an individual level. For, you know, it's up to me to decide. As somebody who, you know, somebody who has problems with my immune system to begin with, I, to me, it's a, it's an unnecessary risk to some degree. Because if I, I would rather, I would rather get it and deal with that. And now I have the antibodies because I've been sick with it. Yeah. I don't think that I'm going to die. What about those uh, people that they deem as uh, along the lines of being bioterrorists? Because that's essentially the direction that some of these countries have taken with regards to, like, think about it this way. You're, and the precedent's been set for that. If I go and spit in somebody's ice cream, that's yes. bioterrorism. Walking around and breathing the air is not. Especially if you're, especially if you're willing to wear the mask. Yeah, I wear, I wear a mask everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not I, one of those. I'm, I wash my hands. What I'm about, not out there touching my face and then touching other people's faces. And, do, and what about flatulation? Flatulation is a very serious problem in the United States. I'm already wearing a mask over that, so you know because we're all full of shit. So we are. I mean, yeah. you know, every one of us. No, just... I'm already wearing that mask. I wear that's just pants. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now I guess you, you brought up. I'm a wearing good... two masks. Ooh, you are regard. underwear and pants. You're, you're fauciing it up. I fauci approved <laughs> flatulence. Um, but that I mean that, that brings up a good question. <laughs> Zing. Um, that brings up a good question still back to what you were saying with regards to, um, you know, when we look at experimental medicine, um, what was one of the rulings last, was it within the last two years there was a ruling or a piece of legislation that was written or an executive order, I can't remember the details of it, where it was talking about opening up the door for people to um, take part in experimental medicine. Oh yeah. What was, um, I believe the, the, the exact verbiage is if you have a terminal illness, you, you don't have to, you, you're allowed to try whatever you want. If you have a terminal illness and you don't have a very good prognosis, 
then you can try experimental drugs that have not been approved by the FDA. That is how I remember it as well. So in light of that, would would it be... So I, I guess my question... We all know the statistics is that it affects certain age groups worse than others. Sure. 55 so, plus. Yeah. So that being the case, uh, with regards to their the mandates, um, would it be something that would be less mandated? I guess, would it make more sense for them to mandate it for... 55 and up and then anybody under 55 you I feel know, like it shouldn't be mandated no, for anyone yeah, I'm just I playing devil's that. advocate I, I, I get here. what you're I get what you're playing at but I here here's a here's a, a perspective that, that I heard the other day that I thought is a great way to look at this so 55 plus is is high risk those with pre-existing conditions are high risk and those who are unhealthy and obese um, so far most of the covid deaths and you can do the research on this to fact check me. Most of the re, uh, COVID deaths has been because of obesity, um, being unhealthy, out of shape, and your lungs just can't handle the disease. Well, it's a, it's an important point to make there that most underlying health conditions are caused are, by yes. obesity. So yes. So the 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 point that was made the other day that I thought was a very interesting point is: is it telling as a society? <laughs> that we are more inclined to take a vaccine and go through all this chemical castration, if you want to call it that, all this, all these chemicals and medical stuff, when all you really got to do is jog a little bit and eat healthy. Eat, eat healthy. a cucumber once in a while. Yeah, eat some salad, jog. Drink water. Drink water, lose some weight, become healthy, and, and the risk of COVID drops significantly. No, because that is a forbidden lifestyle choice that we are not allowed to criticize. Yeah, well, you're, you're exactly right. Well, yep. interesting enough, if you... And if, I'm obese. By by medical standards, I'm actually, by medical standards, I'm morbidly obese. I mean, we could talk about the, what the definition of obese is and means and why it's silly and dumb. And, well, don't you think people but, staying in their homes for a year and a half uh, that's has also, any effect on that? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's that's that's there's Suicides no are up. there's no um, I mean, there's there's a pretty there's mental a pretty broad, mental conditions aside, you know, just the sheer physical effect. Yeah, there's yeah. there's no in your house. There's, a, there's a pretty broad consensus that being sedentary, staying inside and not, you know, you exercise helps. But you need to if you're not outside in the sun, it just in general for what we could talk about why. But well, just in general, about, your your immunity, your immune system is is not as well, effective I, and you're less healthy in general making you more susceptible yes and i think that it's mike makes a good point that as a society the way that we're approaching this instead of getting more exercise we stay indoors yeah. mm -hmm. away from each other which mm -hmm. i i understand but i think that's a naive assumption that there is zero research that shows that covid can spread outside zero research none there, you well, might, I'm sure it can, but but you'd have to cough in somebody's mouth directly because, like, literally, <laughs> think about it. You'd have to. Be... No, it'd be like that movie. What was that M Night Shyamalan movie, The Trees? Yeah, oh, it would yeah. have to be that bad. You'd have to. You're standing. Somebody, you got a group of friends standing in a field. Somebody at the other end coughs, and then you just see the grass, the wind, 
Yeah. Like, ah! the, the happening. Yeah. Yes. The, the happening. Yeah, that's what it they was. They should have called it Shit Happens because that was the most god awful movie. Oh my god. But, but my point is, is there's zero, there's zero evidence that shows that it spreads outside. So yeah. there's no reason why you can't gather outside, do your exercising outside, and still be a functioning society. Think about this, real quick before we before we move on. Um, somebody in New York City. Uh, and I'm just going to use this as an example because they're stacked on top of each other like sardines. A guy in New York City who used to every day would go go to Fifth Street and get a slice of pizza, walk to Central Park, and then come back around home. He got his exercise. Normally, that would be his daily routine. Now, he can't do that because uh -huh. he can't go to the, your local shop. He can't have his slice of pizza. He has no motivation to leave the house. He's being told to stay inside. That guy is going to gain 15 to 20 pounds. His vitamin D levels are going to drop. He's going to be depressed because he doesn't have the vitamin D. He doesn't have any social contact, no exercise. This guy's life is quality of life is going to drop yeah. simply because of COVID-19. Whereas if he could just go outside, why, why, why can't you just go to Central Park? Like I said, there's no, you know what we're not hearing about. We're not hearing about the results from any of these countries who essentially are reliant upon herd immunity like um middle south eastern dakota. countries sweden <laughs> south dakota didn't close at all south dakota did nothing did nothing how no they, mask mandates how are no... they doing they're actually on, on, i, I on read average? something on this recently they actually have higher per capita uh cases than um california or florida do they like both south dakota well but what are dakota. the outcomes of those cases because simply yeah. getting sick yeah. Who, that's who what cares saying. to some degree? You just but sick. That's a there's there's a whole other. <laughs> that, it is that, that's a whole other argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is because viruses will get stronger. <clears throat> but uh, when people are separate, but, right? But you start talking about uh, quality of life. Isn't that a consideration too with individuals that have been just diagnosed with say, uh, tier three or tier four terminal cancer or sure. whatever the case be? Is it really going to be to their benefit? for whatever life that they are guaranteed left to really invest in the chemotherapy or the radiation treatments and whatnot, the, the modes of treatment that we have, there are a lot of people that will look at that and be like, quality of life is more important to me. My uncle than, did that. that yeah. Not yeah, my uncle. He was technically my cousin, we but are, I call him uh, my uncle. We're prioritizing length of life. Yes. He got yes. stage four Duration. lung cancer and he just decided I'm not going to, he had, a few treatments of chemo, I, I believe, and hated it. And he said, I'm just going to live however much time God gives me. That's how much time I have, but I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do all these chemical craps and be miserable for the rest of my life doing chemo. I'm going to be happy and live out the rest of my life as long as I can. Yeah. How much of this, the way that we're treating COVID is ultimately based upon a fear of death? Most of it. All, yeah. all of it. I would, I, I would yeah. And, and to some degree, compassion. But when you... In this regard, when you say that you're being compassionate, what you're really saying is you're being compassionate about a fear that you assume someone else has. You, you don't assume wanna, that all those other people don't want to die. And that's a reasonable assumption. You don't want to lose grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Some of right? it's narcissistic, too, because you're there's that. You're, yeah. You don't want to lose yourself, but you also don't want to lose those yeah, close But what to if you? grandma's opinion is, I've lived a good life, and if this is what's going to happen, I don't think we should... What if grandma's opinion is, I don't think we should restrict society to save me? Yeah. Why but, should I make... Why should keeping me alive longer make all of my children's lives much, that much more miserable? I mean, that's, why a, that's a great that point. That's and that's, great but point. that's an individual choice. I mean... That is an individual choice, but we're not asking these people. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's I think where that's I think where the ultimate um yeah. the ultimate overarching concept that we're trying yeah. to grasp here is yeah. that it it should be based on the individual. You shouldn't have a Gestapo yeah. uh, board any of kind board of, of any kind of any, mm-hmm. any you know a, a board of people that decide your fate. You shouldn't yeah. be mandated. You shouldn't have brown shirts coming around knocking on your doors asking for your vaccine for cards. Your papers. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think what I like about this whole situation with uh, regards to vaccine passports is that there is a huge preponderance of people on both sides of the aisle that are looking at this very constructively. In other words they see that this could turn into something very negative if we let it run its course. Yeah, even you know? even um and I'm and I'm uh, just even some very progressive democrats are are like whoa 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 whoa. <laughs> like I want everybody to get this vaccine, but I also I don't want to start having people forced to show their papers. Um yeah, and things that's, like that. Yeah, that's that's a it's I it's funny that people that it's it's coming from a side of the aisle who's been calling everybody nazis for four years yeah yeah and then suddenly they want you to present your papers no it's like you said earlier in the conversation depending on what side of whether you hated number 45 or loved number 45 his his statements with regards to the whole covid outbreak kind of determined what you were going to listen to whether it be factual or not you know so yeah it was just whatever he didn't say or the opposite of yeah. what he did or and i get it i get hating him but basing everything on it you know all your to some degree you're just you're still just following him you're just yeah. following you're just how many millions of people against it's like yeah have donald trump living rent free in their mind all the time I, guess the I mean, not me, no. personally. <laughs> no, but I'm saying that they all they do is yeah, stew, yeah. sit and stew about what he's thinking and what he said and what he's doing when he's not even president anymore, man. Dumb, dumb example, WWE. How many people like the villain more than they did the... Uh... Well, that's you a tu- very good point. You tune in because of the villain. You watch because of the villain. Exactly. That's without, right. that's why without the villain, there is no hero. There's no conflict. That's why There's you no watch story. action movies. Remember you watch, Hulk, yeah. Hulk Hogan was part of the NWO at one yep, point. Yep, so. yep. <laughs> well, now we're going back into WWE <laughs> history. <laughs> this, this, is, this is the important no, part. But of you wait, know, the that's... black and white NWO or the black and red I NWO? I stopped watching oh, after a certain point. At one point, they split and were two different factions. Mm-hmm. Lore. Yeah, I used to watch yeah, that, I know. that crap. I know. Um, <laughs> What's a good new brother? <laughs> so yeah. um, we'll take a little break here and uh, when we come back we'll wrap this we'll wrap this uh, wrap this thing up. Um, and uh, we can um, we can uh, come back. We can again all move on week. with our lives. Yeah. Uh, so at any rate we'll take a break here and when we come back we'll um, we'll have a little bit here left on between the lines and uh, wrap things up. One quick break here on Between the Lines. China. And we're back. We're back. We're here. Hey. We didn't leave. We're still in the same place. We are still... We're still here. We're still here. Here is where we are in your earphones. Um... So before the break, we had uh, finished talking about vaccine passports, um, and um, essentially it was it was uh, 
plethora of different things we talked about. Be, be, vaccine passports, um, uh, the vaccine itself we talked about. Indeed. How the world is treating it, how the U.S. is treating it, how it plays into personal individual rights. Number Thing, things things along up. those lines. So um, just, to, just to kind of wrap things up. Um, Actually, uh, I just wanted to bring up one last thing. I think, I mean, would the consensus here between the three of us be that we generally aren't in favor Indeed. of vaccination think... passports? Yeah, I'm, passport, I'm, an, no, yeah. I'm an absolute 100% against any type of vaccine passport. I mean, you're just for smaller government in general. I, I always am, yeah. but, but especially with this, because it really, it, it, uh, it, absolutely negates any kind of medical privacy yeah um it negates any kind of personal responsibility personal individual privacy um and you can make the argument of the greater good and all that stuff but that greater good argument can be picked apart really easy i think too is that once you do it once you can do it twice and you can do it even Mm -hmm. more efficiently the second time and we don't want to set a precedent that Yeah. Um, you know, you need papers. Yeah. I, it's uh, already bad enough here. The one thing I just want to close out for myself with on this is that uh, Forbes magazine actually said in an article they did recently why vaccine passports would be more popular if we just called them something else. Absolutely. But isn't that how psychology works? It's though? absolutely. How uh, psychology exactly. Works. You're but, right. But that doesn't. That doesn't have anything to do. The reason that it's unpopular is not the name. It's because of what it is. Yeah. It's well, it's not as uh, think about it this way. And I and I'm and I'm just what they're essentially saying the, is, why don't we try tricking people into liking it? That's I what hate, I'm getting. At. I hate yeah. doing the we they thing, but yeah. they the progressive left does this all the time. And you can see it in another facet. I just want to make this point real quick because it does tie in. It used to be called um, God damn ha- having. Crew sex change surgery then it was gender reassignment surgery now it's gender confirmation surgery yeah i was gonna say they're they'll they'll just keep pivoting that's what i'm saying it's marketing perspective it is it's 100 yep. percent marketing and that's all it is is you're psychologically gradually mind you not not just all at once but you're gradually taking steps saying oh well because what does that mean? Language matters. Now yeah, you've gone course. from sex change. Wow, we, you can't change your sex, See, right? The, the, the <laughs> calling it gender gender reassignment implies that you are a becoming B. Yes. Gender confirmation says you were always B. You were always B, but you were born incorrectly. Yeah, and that's. So I see. I just can't. I can't get there. Language will I can't always believe if if we under. I don't if, believe that there's an idea of correctness in that regard. Yeah. You just mm-hmm. just be what you want to be. Act you who are. you are. I'm not against anybody getting any kind no. of what whatever you call it kind of surgery. But it's the same. My my point is the it's result the same is thing. the same. Yeah. The same thing is no matter what you call it, you're still doing the same thing. You're still chopping off the same parts and and doing the same thing. It's just. You're marketing it differently. You're calling it something so, yeah. sweeter so that it's not so, so rough around the edges. And it's I a think, psychological And I think diluting, diluting the accuracy of language would affect so much more than simply the, the isolated issues that we look at. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, think about every court precedent, amendment, 
bill, anything that was written from day one. And this has always been the argument with constitutional lawyers is, you know, what does the Constitution say in this instance? Because, quite frankly, most of the people that wrote the Constitution were a lot more intelligent than the attorneys <laughs> that try to interpret Smarter it nowadays. Than I am. So, I mean, that being said is that it's, it's absolutely, uh, to those that are listening, listening in relation to these vaccine passports, no, it wouldn't make a difference if it was called anything else, and it no. shouldn't make any difference. It shouldn't because, make a difference. You know, it's a painted pig. Is you know, if you call it anything yeah. else besides yeah. a vaccine exactly. passport, you're just putting lipstick on a pig. Yes, absolutely. For sure. I, a, I, I, this this kind of thing makes me like when when Forbes says that they know people are not going to be thinking critically about it. Yes, they're going to be thinking emotionally about it. So we need to. No, we don't do that. We need to oh. call it something that oh, sounds good. Stop it. We need to call it something that sounds are good. A political, and then, <laughs> yeah, they are like the best thing since. since yeah. I don't so know. that that Ready? just you have the cameras rolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this oh this, and I've always said from day one we need to teach better critical thinking skills, and then mm. people won't be susceptible to manipulation like that. That would be a good episode, critical thinking. Oh. I think you just picked a topic for us, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Critical thinking is something that's been eroded uh, from our. From you are our, discouraged actively from it. From it in our in our educational system, you, they don't want. Well, think about it. This it's way. almost religious to some. George degree, Carlin always made a good point: is they why is our education system so horrible? They don't want free thinkers. They don't want they don't want people that can think for themselves because that's dangerous to the bottom line. If they could think for themselves, they wouldn't join the military. And that's a very if they That's had if they had a vocation they couldn't you know they wouldn't if if they're if we keep somebody unable to fend for themselves then we keep them in our pocket that's right. it's actually something i wanted to talk about at some point is conscientious conscientious objections yeah that happens quite because often. it kind of relates into what we were talking yeah, about yeah i today, conscientiously but... object to a vaccine passport. exactly that's i yeah. conscientiously object to the vaccine i think itself. that your heart is in the right place but that's a horrible idea yeah and, and it's not that i i'm not saying i'll never get a vaccine i'm just saying that right now until i see data that shows yep. that it's not going to have harmful effects I'm not giving it to me, and I'm not giving it to my kids. And yeah, I think so and I want to wait longer than fourteen to fourteen sixteen months. Sixteen as, months. As I, I'll give it a few yeah. years and let let some of these guinea pigs die off before I. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> hey, I, I'm just I'm 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 a pessimist at heart. Well, I, I think really too. am, and it's just life experience has shown me that when shitty shit can happen, it's going to happen to me. So I'm not going to let it. I'm you know. Yeah. I like that use of the adjective shitty shit. Yeah. <laughs> But it's a very I, versatile word. But, uh, I mean, I think... Fuck se- those fucking fuckers. <laughs> so, I mean, I, but I think severity, severity of the situation ought to play a lot into it. Just why we were talking about how that people in terminal situations have the right to get medicine that may be considered experimental. Right. But you know? if I'm not a high-risk individual, why do I need anything? Well, that's what I mean, is that if you don't fall within that that range of severity, why would you be yeah. forced and to we make could, a decision contrary to We that? could spiral down this yeah. rabbit hole talking about how, well, it's not about you, it's about the people around yeah. you, not infecting anybody else. And it's like, okay, well, but they could just be making better decisions to be healthy. Exactly. And, you know, if you're obese, as Mike said, take care of that. That's your biggest risk factor. Just yeah. take care of that. If people could, if people would How just... How much more efficient would society be mm-hmm, if yeah. not so many people were obese? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But well, I'm not health, allowed to say that. Health insurance costs alone. Yeah. We could, like I said, we could, yeah. it's a, it's That's a, big, a whole other episode. Big, big rabbit hole. Yeah. But no, you as an individual protect yourself, get the vaccine, 
if I don't want to because I'm not high risk, why should I? I don't get a flu vaccine. Yeah. Every time I get a flu vaccine, I get the flu. Yeah. Wait a second. And they say that's not how. <laughs> you and your soundboard. You don't get a flu vaccine? Are you vaccine? adding buttons on that thing? <laughs> no, I don't get a flu vaccine, no. Neither do I. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. For the same reason. Yeah. Because one, every year the flu vaccine, they have to guess which strain of flu it's gonna be it's the gonna most, be the it's gonna be the most prominent. Not even necessarily the most, just the most impactful. Not even not necessarily the most severe. Not necessarily the most widespread, but a combination of factors. And I'm sorry. I know but it's, you're just pro- you might. What if you're wrong? I know and it doesn't matter anyway. And I'm and it's just anyway. Well, I know we're trying to tie up here, but you know, again, to your point with regards to. You know, just this this overall feeling that nobody can accept the fact that there could be people out there healthy enough yes. to where they could naturally fend off some of the things. Impossible. That, that's what I mean. <laughs> I mean, you know, as much as COVID nineteen is a death sentence. Well, and that's the thing is that they want you know the the the, the, the talking heads be whoever they are that want to make the statement that COVID nineteen is the end all be all. I mean, they want us to believe... We are be, it is being treated like that. But what I'm getting at is that they like... want us to believe that, but yet they, you know, they have more studies into the natural health of individuals and yeah. just living healthy. I mean, for crying out loud, insurance companies started instituting new policies where they were promoting health preventatives, which means exercise, oh, yeah. which means good a, eating, yes, dietitians. I get like a $10 discount if I... Not even, not. I don't even have to be in good ranges with the blood test. I just have to go get the blood test so we can see how healthy I am, and then I know. And that's a that's a ten dollar a month discount. It's I sort just, of like putting that tracker just on your car. Because I got it every six months or something. It's sort of like putting that tracker on your car that shows how much you actually drive in the course of, of years. I have I have a drive safe and save. I have a hum. Yeah, is what I call it. Yeah, or it's from Verizon. But yeah, it's essential. It doesn't save me anything. No, um, mine gets me like fifty bucks off on, oh, over the course of six my six month I think payments progressive. or something. My, I, I, because I, I drive safe. I do progressive, and I think they have a thing you can put in your car that'll do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Essentially, yeah. saves you money. But I drive like an asshole, so I don't want it in my car. They it, say it would actually probably make yeah. mine more expensive. See now, but the difference with something like that versus a, pa- a vaccine passport or whatever you want to call it is the drive safe and save beacon will never make your insurance go up, only down. Mm. Only if they see that you're driving responsibly, then, oh, good. then it'll go down. Well, then maybe I... The vaccine passport, Yeah. not... The whole point is to restrict yeah. things. No concerts for if you. If we're opening it up for these people, we're closing it for all these other people. It's the same... It's just two sides of the same coin. Exactly. You can't do one without the other. Exactly. So, anyway. So, I think we're all in consensus. Uh, vaccine passports are bad. Uh, vaccine is not necessarily bad, but um, you, you know, jury's out. It's it's to each individual the to decide for themselves. Consequences will come back on that in ten years. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're gonna let everybody decide for themselves, as it should be. Individual power, power to the people. Um, that's the way that it should be. Um, so you can find us on Facebook at PA Between the Lines. You can find us on Twitter at the BTL Podcast. You can find us on our website at thebtlpodcast.com. And you can send us good old snail bail, P.O. Box 221, Muncie, PA 17756. Um, does anyone have anything else that they want to add before the end of the uh, before the end of the episode? You can find us homeless in the corner of China. Third. China. You want another China. one? China. <laughs> there you go. 
from from the big man. Hey, we got to get a, we got to get a Biden in here. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're wonderful, President, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so at any rate, <laughs> 46. Um, so as 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 we say every week, um, be good to yourselves. Uh, don't set anything on fire. Um, keep your hands, feet, and objects to yourself, and just be decent humans. Um, and uh, we hope to hear. Um, well, I guess we won't hear you, but I hope we hope that everybody listens to us again next week. Um, this has been Between the Lines. Bye. <laughs>